Retro Rebel is brought to you by TempleofGeek.com, your one-stop shop for all things geek. You can find all of our episodes and fulfill your sci-fi, fantasy, and geek culture-related needs at TempleofGeek.com. Welcome to the Retro Rebel Gamecast, we discuss gaming and related topics. Retro Rebel is released Fridays and you can find this episode and much more by heading to templeofgeek.com or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Retro Rebel Podcast. My name is Stacy, and with me as always is my fellow Rebel co-host, Amanda. Hello. Hello, and we're back. We're we, back. We uh, decided to take part of the spring off. <laughs> mostly, uh, mostly due to scheduling difficulties, but uh, but we're back and and uh, you know and a lot has happened uh, since we've been gone. So uh, so what have you been up to? I've been busy actually. I've played a fair few games. Um, I have gotten to like level thirty three on three of the eight characters on Octopath Traveler. Um, nice. Which is quite a nice, like, relaxing sort of space out game. And it's available for the xCloud. So I can play it on the train and stuff. And since it's 8-bit graphics oh, and nice. turn-based, it doesn't really use a whole lot of data. So it's a pretty portable game to stream around. So I've been enjoying that. Um, there has been um, several spring and community and feature events on Pokemon. So I've been um, picking those up. Um, There's one going on right now, which involves like taking snapshots of the Pokemon and there's like new outfits associated with it. um, That's going on for like the next uh, two days. So I've already gotten all the achievements for, those um it was mostly like the cactus pokemon and some stuff like that the like manta ray looking one (laughs) called i think mantine or something um and then i played a game preview of the new game beyond extinction which is how could i describe it it is Jurassic Park meets Gears of War, I think, is probably the best way I can describe it. Well, that sounds interesting. Yeah, it's scary, though. I didn't think it was going to be scary because it's, like, basically just a shooter. And, like, you know, I you drop onto the planet and there are different zones and the zones have different levels of dinosaur activity and you have to do specific tasks. And while you're doing the task, the dinosaurs come up and try to get you but turns out i'm really scared of velociraptors and such uh especially when they are movie accurate and really don't give away that they're coming after you until they're just like on jumping on you with their little claws right so um if you have game pass it is free to download the game preview um for uh extinction evolved I think is what it's called. Um, it's a brand new game with dinosaurs and shooting. Uh, I, I played it for about 40 minutes. 
it is amusing. It's not really my cup of tea, but I can see that there are some people who are definitely going to like it. If you like Ark Survival Evolved and you also like Warzone or Call of Duty or something like that, you may like this because it's sort of in the middle of those Is it a first-person shooter? Uh, yes. It's a first-person okay. shooter and you have a squad. Okay. So it's okay. supposed to be see. online. I was right. playing it solo, which I think maybe made it a little bit harder. Um, it wasn't super terribly challenging, but I was in the lowest zone. So, you know, I wouldn't really expect right. it to be at this point. But uh, it's a fun little game. You know, I can I can see some people would really like it. If you like dinosaurs and you want to, you know, hang out with them while they try to kill <laughs> you, it could be for you. <laughs> Guns and dinosaurs, first-person shooter, it sounds like... Uh... Sounds pretty cool to begin with. So, the dinosaurs look uh, good. I'll give them that. Like, the dinosaurs look realistic. Well, nice. From um, what we think dinosaurs look like, I guess. <laughs> right, exactly. So, as, as close as, for all we know. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Uh, well, um, when we when we originally were going to record a couple weeks ago, I, I would have had very little to uh, report. Since then, I have been able to uh, muster up the strength to play a couple games, and so I have just a little bit more than nothing to report. Yay! Um, yeah. So um, I have not been able to bring myself to log back into World of Warcraft. It's been almost two months I have not played. So uh, my name is Stacy, and I am an addict, but <laughs> I have stepped away for two full months and not logged in. Well done. Um, so... Yeah, you know, uh, so that's what I haven't played. But what I have played was uh, Final Fantasy VII, the remake. Uh, it came out on, I think, uh, on the... It was either... No, it was uh, one of the games that they gave away. So one of the games that you get with your PS Plus membership. And uh, so I downloaded it and uh, started playing it the other day. And, and uh, it is very much akin... It's a game I've wanted to play, but I just I wasn't going to buy it. I just didn't have the money to buy it. And I was kind of waiting to see what the reviews were and my friends, kind of what their, their take on the game once they played it. Uh, and everything has been really positive. You know, Daniel played it, and he loved it. Mm. And uh, I know he's a big Final Fantasy fan. And, uh, and I'm definitely a Final Fantasy VII fan, but... Like most people, uh, you know, that game is kind of sacred, and uh, I wanted to, I knew they had changed uh, a lot of the gameplay elements, and so, um, so anyway, uh, knowing all that and kind of jumping into it, I really have enjoyed it, man, it's awesome, it's, it's a nice throwback, but everything has been upgraded uh, graphically, and the story's been changed just a little bit, um, I couldn't even really remember the story, to be honest. Uh, you know, so many other people seem to have gotten that part of it. And I don't know if I just went through it and just played it. Like, I just like, okay, I got to go to that thing and kill it. Then I got to pick up and open this chest. Then I got to go to the next thing and kill it. I don't think I remember the story at all. Uh, so this has been kind of nice to go back and actually, uh, maybe pay attention to the story for the first time. I remember certain elements, um, but I played four or five hours of it. Gameplay is very similar to Final Fantasy 15 in terms of of how uh, the battle mechanics and stuff. So you're you know kind of free to move around the move around the screen and attack. It's not turn based, you know. So 
not really turn-based. Uh, they kind of mesh that pretty well. So it's it's more of an action RPG now than it than the turn-based uh, RPG that it was in the past. And 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 that's okay. I, like I said, I was used to that from Final Fantasy uh, 15 and and kind of from Kingdom Hearts as well. So. Uh, but that's that's uh that's really all I've had time to play to be honest I really hadn't had a whole lot of time to play anything else uh, and that's and that's not saying a lot I didn't really play but a few hours of it but it's good and I'm looking forward to getting back into it and and um and and playing that one a little bit more so so sad sad that I haven't played a whole lot of games but um I I, I did get to play that a little bit so uh, all right well that brings us to the news um. I noticed that you, that we had some news from uh you know a couple weeks ago so yeah, I don't know if it's still relevant stale, but, but it is relevant. Yeah. So. Right. So yeah so we'll go ahead and if you want to go ahead and start and we'll share I, I have a couple pieces of news myself so. All right. Well, the first one I think is quite intuitive and I think we all could have guessed where it was going. Um Yeah. But E3 2021 is going to be online. I I think that makes total sense. With COVID-19, the restrictions, um, all the extra uh, third waves and fourth waves and, you know, what, what we've seen, it does make sense that they're not going to have a gigantic social gathering. Um, so having it online, to me was always how I interacted with E3 anyway. I never had any desire to go right. to the convention. Whenever I've been to video game conventions in the past, they're not good. And they're not good because you're not going to be able to play the games. The lines are going to be too long anyway. So you're not you're just right. going to look at what the artwork, like look over someone's shoulder while they play. It's not really for me. I would rather watch it in high definition on my TV than stand in a sweaty theater famously with a group of people who aren't huge fans of deodorant, you know? So like for me, <laughs> I think this is a great plan. Um the next little bit of news is that the British eSporting group, um, the BEA, is calling for more disabled specific tournaments. Now that there are specific disabled controllers um, and more devices to help more people who need mobility assistance or um, control assistance play video games i think it's really cool that we could have tournaments specifically for differently abled individuals um, using adaptive technology in order to compete at a pro level uh, and i think it's a really good move for british esports to do and i'm sure american esports will follow suit it just makes sense to me right now I, th I think that's uh that's this is all good news you know uh more opportunities for more people to to uh to enjoy games you know um so you know this was uh this was reported earlier this week uh by a number of outlets but uh you know blizzard ceo uh bobby kotick who kotick kotick uh <laughs> who uh is famously been lambasted by uh, jim sterling uh and a number of other people just for generally being a, a greedy person <laughs> um and taking more than his share of, of uh, accolades and money 
uh, for you know the success of some of Blizzard's games is taking a 50% pay cut. And I, you know, he's uh, and and from what I've read and and basically looking at this story a little bit closer, I think this is mostly pu- for publicity or more for a uh, for good goodwill, I guess, towards um, because right now uh, that company in particular, Activision Blizzard, has has uh, has a has I guess not they've been beaten up by the press lately and and rightfully so for some of their business practices and uh, uh, and 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 have lost a, a number of their uh, really talented uh, creators and game designers that have been with the company for a long time, you know so. Uh, it's hard to tell if, if those exits and, and these people that have left, left the company are doing so because of, again, uh, anything related to, uh, you know, what's going on at the top of the food chain for Blizzard. But it is interesting that there's, there's definitely a correlation at the very least, if not a, a causation of, uh, of that and, and the, and the exodus of some of these uh, big names from their company. So, but anyway, I guess it's, it's good news. Maybe that money will trickle down to some of the actual uh, employees that, that have needed it. And uh, I and hope so. To, Cause famously you know, they can't even feed themselves from the canteen. Like if, right. <laughs> if you can't afford the right. food they're serving at your job, your job is not paying you enough. <laughs> That's a fact. Yeah, exactly. And it's very so, expensive in California where they want to have a headquarters. Like, listen, if you want to pay people less, then don't make them live in the most expensive state outside of New York, you know? Right. Oh, yeah. Right. So so maybe maybe good news. We'll, we'll uh, keep an eye on this one to see how this how this kind of plays out. But um, and then lastly, um, or at least the last piece of news that I wanted to uh, share was. I don't know if Sony just is is tone deaf or what, but they're uh, going to be remaking The Last of Us on PS5, and so they're, which is a great game, but that's a PS3 game that's already been remade or at least uh, up updated and upgraded for the PS4, and then is now going to also be updated and upgraded for the the PS5, and so uh, Sony just making a lot of really strange decisions uh, going into this next generation. I'll be completely honest. I have had little to no desire at this point to to pick up uh, the next gen console. I don't know where you are on this, but None. I'm still not interested. No, I don't yeah, care. I'm I'm not. Um, there's nothing that's coming out on the horizon that has interested me. Uh, in fact, I've even been looking a lot more at the independent games on Steam uh, instead. So, uh, and and I've had enough. I haven't had time to play much anyway, but the games that have been released on Game Pass and, and uh, PS Now and, and uh, you know, the PS Plus program have been more than enough for me to keep me busy and, and interested. In fact, there's only one game right now on the horizon I'm even interested in, in playing. Uh, I mean, have you seen, is there anything out there that's coming up that you're interested in playing? That's like literally nothing. Current? Nothing. Right. Like after... After Cyberpunk 2077 was such a disaster and not worth getting on next-gen consoles at all, there's nothing coming out for me that I'm right. excited about. Yeah, I'd have to say the same. There, there's only one game. I think it's uh, it's actually supposed to come out this m- next month. So by the time this releases, 
uh, it will be the, the month of May. Uh, Biomutant is a game that I've had my eye on for a while. It's, you know, a single player game. Uh, I think we talked about it maybe last January, maybe even this January as games we were looking forward to. Um, it's the only one right now on my radar at all. And it's a single player game that has a lot of uh, RPG elements, basically like you create your character and how you play the game, your character kind of evolves based on that. So, um, so it's got some really cool elements um, that haven't really been seen before in a game combined like this. And, and uh, I'm always a fan of the single player element to begin with. So, or single player, uh, that, that genre to begin with. So, um, you know, with everything going to multiplayer and always online, uh, it's kind of nice to still see that they're investing in games like this. So I'm looking forward to it. I don't, I don't know that I'll pick it up on day one. Um, just, just because, uh, kind of like you said with cyberpunk and everybody kind of getting burned a little bit by that, I may wait, but it is a game that I'm looking forward to, but kind of the only one I'm looking forward to right now, unfortunately. But uh, anyway, on that that kind of wraps up the news. But that brings us to our main topic today, and maybe a a uh, a breath of fresh air, uh, maybe a ray of sunshine. Talk about something positive uh, in gaming <laughs> right now. So uh, our main topic today, we really want to talk about how uh, times you know in the gaming community where the gaming community was awesome, you know, either, you know, personally or, you know, some of the stories that, that, uh, that we share or have shared over the years, uh, of, of the gaming community coming in and doing something good, you know, and, and positive. So, uh, you know, both of us, I think have, have kind of a, a similar thoughts on, uh, how gaming has positively affected us personally, but Amanda, why don't you share some of, or, or your, your take on, on this topic, like how, gaming has you know and and the community has been positive yeah I you know I really do think sometimes we focus on the negative and this is a good opportunity to share a feel-good story for your spring you know um I've had a lot of good interaction with gamers um Obviously, I started writing and recording for Temple of Geek because I met our founder uh, on City of Heroes about, oh gosh, 15 years ago now, maybe more, Um, when I was in university. uh, And I think when you meet people, you never think, uh, oh, this person's going to have a profound impact on my life. Just sometimes that happens. And, you know, you and I have been recording this podcast for nearly five years now, I think, at this point. Yeah. Um, and uh, even before we started doing this podcast, I, I know we both regularly contributed to articles and, and other content on the site. So I think we've probably been doing this for... I feel like maybe eight years seems right. Um, yeah, yeah. So I think that is a, is a profoundly good thing that's uh, come from someone that that you just know online. Um, and which is amazing. It's crazy, right? You and I have never met uh, in person, right? Um, <laughs> and yet, uh, regularly throughout the year, every. Uh, week or so we meet up and and talk about video games so it's it's great right well and i would say uh, 
I would say to be to be honest, I mean, like I've you you and I have talked and we've done this uh, this this uh, podcast and and I have you know I just know things that have happened in your life. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm I'm aware. It's like I I know you better than I know some people in my life that I talk to and see regularly. <laughs> you know, I mean, I. I, I get to hear about, I've heard about your vacations and I know about, you know, where, you know, your country and things that you have done and, and accomplished in your life and the ups and the downs, you know? And so, uh, through technology and through, uh, the temple of geek and the retro rebel, you know, you were, you've, you've gotten to, you knew me before my youngest was born and I've got true? to kind of hear her grow <laughs> and, 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 yeah, over the past three years. So. Um, Which is crazy that she's three. Like to me, she's still a little zygote, bless her, you know? Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, it is, so it that's is crazy. Cool, yeah. For sure. <clears throat> yeah. So, and, and, and similarly for me, it's, um, you know, it's Daniel brought me into this as well. And, and uh, it was funny because when I had met him, I, I did not realize that we knew similar people from high school even though I had never met him, I knew people that knew him and, uh, but we never really knew each other. Our paths never crossed when we were going to school. And so, uh, even though he went to a different high school, we grew up in the same town and then met up because of interest and that, and he had put out an advertisement for Temple of Geek and, and it was definitely something that I was interested in because having a, a love for gaming and the and the culture surrounding it, there really wasn't anybody that was uh, doing that stuff. But, uh, you know, uh, it, it just has worked out to where you and I have been able to do this. And and uh, that was all because, you know, kind of uh, that common thread of Daniel, you know, so that's pretty cool. Um, you know, for, for me also, you know, I, I think I've developed and, and, and made a number of friends uh, that aren't necessarily with Temple of Geek, but uh, through gaming, I, I wasn't a really big online uh, gamer. I'm a big se. online gamer. That's, that, that's the problem. <laughs> what, well, you know, and I think that, uh, but, but when I finally did, you know, and, and then uh, you know, when I finally did you, I know you were a guild master. And so you, you, ran oh, yeah. a guild. you've, you know, you've had, uh, and you have some good stories from being a guild master and, and, and knowing guildies that way. I didn't until I did, you know, I, I wasn't in a, I wasn't necessarily in a guild or I was in a guild, but I wasn't really active. I actually didn't like getting into vent or, or whatever the chat program was at the time. Team uh, and I, yeah, team speak. I didn't like getting in those in there because I just didn't, I think I have like a, a social anxiety thing. I don't know. I didn't, I just didn't want to get in there and talk. I didn't, you know, I didn't know these people. And, uh, so I was very anxious to even get in there and talk, which is not really how I am in, in life necessarily, but it definitely was online. So I've, I always used to mute chat. If I ever played anybody online, I would mute their chat too. I just like, I didn't want to hear. I just, want to play. <laughs> um, but I finally got into a good guild in wrath of Lich King. Uh, that was very kind of like a family. Like they were really cool. And, uh, it was run by, uh, an, an older gentleman who went by, uh, Ryland or Rylander, I think was his, uh, his handle. And he was a, he was a tank 
and a really nice, soft-spoken, deep voice old man that ran the guild. Classic. And it was kind of like, what's that? Classic. Yeah, well, it really was, and he was he was uh, he was just a really nice guy, and kind of uh, kind of was like the father figure to the whole guild, you know. And so, um, and and I have a number of friends that to this day I've never met either, but that I continue to keep in contact with. Uh, a lot of them are on Facebook or other social media platforms, but um, we still talk. We wish each other well and happy birthday and stuff like that, and. And uh, because we used to talk all the time and we would raid together and do stuff like that. And and so developed a virtual friendship um, and and had never met them, you know, still to this day have not met them. But I've seen them get married and have children and, and we continue to stay in contact. So, um, you know, that's I mean, that's just, again, another another page to that book. But it is it's just really cool how how gaming can bring people together like that personally, mm, how it's affected yeah. me. So. Well, I mean, I have had the pleasure of meeting some of the people that I played games with, uh, either um, facilitated them flying over to see me or just so happened now that I live in London, it is an attractive tourist destination. So I have met some of my oldest um, guildmates when they happened to travel to London for holiday. So that was such an exciting thing because you never think you're going to meet these people in person and they're like oh by the way you know we're going to london for a holiday i think it would be nice if we met up i'm like yeah let's do it so um i have had the pleasure of meeting yeah, some buildies yeah. in person so you know that that's great but for me my most incredible um personal benefit from knowing members of the gaming community was um, I did have a sort of a devastating change of personal circumstance um, that meant that I was short rent money the day before it was due. Um, and, you know, I was really worried about going into arrears or losing my flat. And um, some of the guildies pitched in in order to loan me the money um, so that I could pay my rent on time. And I, I think it took me maybe three months and I was able to pay them back. But if they hadn't have done that, and it wasn't a small amount of money, I think it was $600. You know, that's it's not a tiny amount of money to anybody. Yeah. And, you know, to loan that to a stranger, trusting that they are going to pay you back or willing to accept uh, if they don't, um, I thought, you know, like, I was eternally grateful for that. It made that sort of difficult period in my life when I was in my early 20s a lot smoother than it could have been. Um, and to this day, you know, I do I do credit that with um, a much smoother transition uh, during that period in my life when it could have been much worse than it ended up being. So I think Absolutely. the gaming community at the end is just people. And so there is no limit to the good things that they can do if they want to, you know, whether formally or like formally or on a very personal level. In fact, um, one of my favorite stories in the press about the gaming community um, banding together and helping people out was the gamer. I think he was in London and helped his friend who was having a seizure, I believe in Texas or vice versa. But um, 
uh, recognized that his gaming buddy was having a seizure through the mic and called the right. correct authorities and ambulance in order to save save this kid's life. I mean, that's incredible. You know, that's absolutely incredible. That is, I mean, that's to think that that could be accomplished through, uh, you know, through video games and technology. Um, absolutely. No, I, you know, I follow a couple, um, channels on YouTube that, uh, that are gamer uh, specific. So MatPat and game theory is one of them. And the other one is, uh, the completionists. These are two, two YouTubers that, that, uh, they, they collaborate on occasion, but if you've ever watched any of Matt Pat's videos, especially his early ones, uh, he's basically uh, a theater nerd with a physics and science background, uh, which is kind of unheard of. You don't hear about that very often. Uh, but he <laughs> no. uh, he has a really good, solid understanding. Yeah, you just don't hear that. He's got a solid understanding of science and background uh, in research, and so he understands answering questions and properly answering questions with empirical data and uh which doesn't sound all that sexy or interesting but when you watch it i mean he's he's using it to tell you you know how tall uh mario actually is and how fast sonic can actually run and uh you know and stuff like that which are fun just fun questions uh to even consider or think about um but uh so his channel has done some uh some charity work recently. And he, I think he's got, he's got millions of subscribers. He's one of the bigger channels um, and uh, has used his power for good and has raised like a million dollars a number a more than one time uh, for various charities. Um, and so, you know, his, he seems to be about as altruistic as, as YouTubers get. And I think that's pretty cool that, um, that you, you know, cause I've got my own issues with, with, uh, some of the YouTubers, YouTubers and social media in general and how people use their platform for personal gain only, uh, and for clicks. And, and, uh, it seems to be a, it, it can be a very selfish endeavor. And it's, it's just really neat when you see people who are trying to, uh, you know, really trying to put out good product, really care about what people think and and genuinely try to do stuff that is that's good for uh good for the people and not just um you know for their own personal gain completionist uh uh gerard is also another one of those individuals who who really seems to be passionate and care about gaming and people in general and putting out a, a quality product because he cares and he cares about uh you know people in general and he's got an interesting story um and he had lost his mother uh, to a, a, uh, degenerative illness and has, has a, a congenital issue himself that has prevented him, you know, and kind of limited his health. Uh, he's always been in good spirits, but he, he is, uh, actually because he's so genuine, he's made friends with people like Sigourney Weaver and, and other people that, uh, have come on to his, his, uh, charity events where he'll do, you know, all night, you know, 24 hour, 36 hour gaming streams uh, for charity. And these these celebrities have that he has met have come on to help him out. And so uh, all of them to uh, to uh, raise money for, uh, you know, for various uh, 
various organizations um, specific to those those diseases that I was and I can't remember off the top of my head what his mother passed from. Um, but you know, he he tells a story and it's a tragic story. But but uh, and again, another couple examples of of gamers and people in the community coming together to do something uh, that's just really good and really positive and 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 uh, and uh, you know and, and and continue to do so. Yeah. And he's not the only uh, gaming YouTuber to be involved in philanthropy. I know um, PewDiePie um, and many others, I think maybe even Jacksepticeye as well, have participated in live streams for charity. And, you know, I think that, you know, what a great thing to do to use your platform and the viewership that you have in order to try to help people. Um, You know, I, I think that is a way to monetize yourself for good. Um, so that's always nice. To right. Yeah. I think for me, I like to see how the community can be welcoming sometimes. I know recently a favorite pundit of ours, uh, Jem Stephanie Sterling has now come out as, is am I correct to say like non-binary or? Yeah, I believe so. Um, and I'm still coming to grips with all of the terms and, pronouns people want to use. So I'm not going to get it right all the time, but I am trying. And I think, you know, we all are. And um, I follow on um, them on Facebook and the amount of positive comments that um, are on their posts with like new outfits and new wigs, you know, because for the first time to be expressing oneself like you actually want to and feel like you can do that. Um, to see like everybody really giving big ups and props to Jim Stephanie Sterling in the comments and asking about like, Oh, where'd you get those tights or where'd you get that wig or, you know, and still, I think being, I saw that post. Yeah. It's super nice. Like, I think that is a very heartwarming way that the community can be quite accepting of others. In fact, I don't think that I've ever run into Uh, at least in guilds or like more formal environments where you actually get to know people. I don't think I've run into anyone with any sort of prejudice or malice against people who have alternative or are different lifestyles um, or are from minority groups. Um, In fact, I've met a number of people with all sorts of different lifestyles and it was just never a question about being accepting because that wasn't the point. Like we're not there to judge each other. We're there to play games and to be good at them, hopefully, you know? So um, right. I, I, as I've been seeing this journey that um, Jim Stephanie Sterling has been going through, it really does reaffirm that, you know, we might not all do the right thing all the time and we might not be sensitive to people in their lifestyles all the time or we might slip up and say the wrong pronoun but i feel like generally the gaming community is quite welcoming to all people all lifestyles disabilities you know in fact (laughs) outside of i think trash talking which you would get in something like call of duty which i think is different and generally not serious um I think that most people who participate in game culture are very welcoming individuals to all sorts of ages, lifestyles, whatever. I mean, your guild leader being a quite older gentleman is no more unusual than guildies of mine who, uh, you know, were gay partners or uh, polyamorous or, you know, 
it just you didn't care. You just were there to play the game um, and have a good time. And it really didn't matter right. the background or the stories of where people you know, came from, at least not, not in a prejudicial way. Obviously you're interested. People want to get to know each other, but I don't think I've ever interacted with um, bigotry or hatred in the gaming community in personal circles. Now it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. And I'm sure if you and I were to go through comments on recent gym pressions, we may be able to find a few comments that are negative, but I don't think that that is the majority. I actually think the majority of the gaming community, for all its faults, (laughs) actually is pretty accepting of alternative (laughs) lifestyles and minority groups and people from different backgrounds. And I just think like that's actually pretty good. Absolutely. No, you know, I think that I think I agree with you. Um, I know that uh, Jim Stephanie Sterling lost a lot of a lot of uh, followers on his YouTube and probably on other platforms as well once he he came out. Um, but generally, as just like you said, I, I saw mostly positive comments. And and I think the point being is it's not hard to find good examples, right? I mean, I think it was it was really easy to find good examples of of the gaming community coming together, people being genuine, you know, generally good and, and wanting the best and being welcoming. And, and, uh, you know, my experience and in, in my guilds has, has been generally positive and people have been very nice and welcoming and helpful and going out of their way to do things for you, you know? And, and, uh, I'd say by and large, that's probably more the rule than the exception. The problem is, you know, that the, the negatives tend to, or they seem to outweigh the positive, even though they're fewer and farther between. Um, but, you know, uh, to keep it positive, it's not hard to find good examples. Uh, and hopefully to, we're doing you know, something world. to, like, give, a, shine a spotlight on the positive examples because they don't get press coverage. It makes them uh, less in Absolutely. the public eye. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean... Uh, you know, going back to Warcraft again, and because these are examples that I, that are closer to home and something that I could speak more intelligently on, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the having memorial services in game mm-hmm. because people can't all get together for for guildies that had passed away or, um, you know, uh, and stuff like that. And, and, you know, even adjacent to that, uh, although it's I think it's kind of similar or an adjacent culture is, you know, the 501st. Uh, which is the costuming uh, group for uh, Star Wars. And uh, they they often, and, and it was something that I was interested in, in joining a long time ago. And I had kind of put my, uh, my costume together, but never did get around to actually applying for, uh, for membership. But I have friends that are in it, and, uh, and I still talk to them a lot. And, and I've seen a number, maybe, I mean, dozens of examples of, of those groups and the 501st coming together for people who have, uh, you know, have passed away and, and doing commemorative posts or, or just, uh, you know, really touching tributes to these people. And so, you know, you, there are a lot of really good examples. And I do think it's important that we kind of shine a light on that stuff because uh, the negative stuff uh, really seems to, to dominate, even though it's not really the norm. You know, it's not really there's so many good things that happen all the time. In, in the gaming community. And, and I think it's important to show that. 
Yeah, and I like that, I mean, obviously we're not afraid to tackle any sort of topic, you know, good, bad, whatever. Um, But I I like that we're giving the, what I feel is the majority of community a little bit of visibility. Most people are not toxic in the gaming community because the gaming community is huge. I think it's like 50% of people play games of some sort. So, you know, it's it's hard to, it's hard to generalize 50% of people in the western world, you know, like we're right. all out here either playing Candy Crush or Xbox or whatever, PC, you name it. Um so I think it's just important to remember that generally people are good people and you know, we're right. all just trying to have a good time when we're playing online and that you know, because they're real people, uh, sometimes they can help each other out. And I just think that is amazing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And my brand new watch well, well, good... has just sent me a text. I can't hear. That what, that's what happens now. So. Oh, my gosh. That's... Um... <laughs> I don't even know if you, but see, you're also the kind of person that might accidentally order something from Alexa, uh, and knows good and well that, that she's listening to you all the time. (laughs) And, and you're okay with that. And I'm, and, and that's okay. I'm fine with it. Tell Alexa, I said hello. (laughs) Hmm. Well, that wraps up this episode of Retro Rebels. Nice, short, sweet, and positive. I want to thank Amanda for this week's discussion. All the notes from this week's episode will be posted on our site, TemplateGeek.com. If you'd like to add to the discussion or reach out with questions, sound off in the comments or message us on Facebook or Instagram at RetroRebelPodcast. And please head over to wherever you get your podcasts and rate us, because that really helps our show. Until the next time. See you later.